EM board bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Welcome back to another EM Board Bombs podcast where board studying is made a little bit more enjoyable. My name is Iltafat Hussein. I'm joined by Dr. Briggs. We're going to be doing 10 minute episodes where you gain high yield board knowledge. Uh, what we like to say is, you know, you come for the stems and you stay for the content. Uh, you will get that when we give you the stem star questions. Please subscribe for free updates on Apple iTunes uh, and also their printed handouts that we have on our website, emboardbombs.com. Dr. Briggs, are you ready? Totally. I just got a haircut just for this show today. That's fantastic. Um, wait, hold on. You do know I'm not recording you right now in the video. No, I do. I do. I'm just, I'm just gotta be ready in all aspects. Gotta feel okay, good. Fair enough. Cause I can turn on that recording too. And then no, let's not do that. Let's stay away. YouTube. We may scare people away. All right. All right. Let's start with the interesting stems. Let's get started. Yeah. Oh, I'm totally ready. Great. So an ambulance arrives bringing an 86 year old female with past medical history for prior ischemic stroke, AFib hypertension. She was at a dog park when her poodle suddenly ran forward after she was trying to apply a custom Louis Vuitton LV shoe on its paw. <laughs> Vital signs. The kids say LV, by the way. I, I believe. Oh, the but, kids. Okay. Yeah, the kids. How old are these kids <laughs> buying Louis Vuitton? <laughs> I don't know. It's New York, I guess. Vital signs <laughs> on presentation to the ED are the following. Heart rate 101. Blood pressure 171 over 89. Respiratory rate 18. Pulse ox 96%, temp 99. The patient's on warfarin for AFib. CT head and imaging confirms a 10 millimeter by 8 millimeter in size bleed in the frontal lobe. The patient is alert and oriented. Neuro exam is unremarkable. She received vitamin K at outside hospital. Her INR on initial presentation hours earlier was 2.5. What is the initial best course in management at this time? A, administer fresh frozen plasma, FFP. B, perform a CTA, head and neck. C, repeat neuro exams every one hour. D, administer nicardipine. E, infuse PCC, so prothrombin complex concentrate. The correct answer here is E, administer PCC. Now, there's a lot to unpack from this question, Dr. Briggs. There's a lot Ooh, going that's on. That's a doozy. Yeah, there it, it is. It's great. But this is one that you have to know for the boards. Uh, you're going to see it even on, uh, I would argue, on shelf exams. Uh, this is absolutely critical to know. And we're going to go through, um, and, and the time, timing here is important, too. So it's not just knowing, you know, what PCCs are available and, and the factors, uh, but it's knowing the time and when to administer, when not to administer. Uh, so let's go through this. Why is E the correct answer? Yeah, so this question um, really has a lot, as you said, to unpack. The main thing is, is that 
blood reversal or anticoagulation reversal has become like a hot button issue, especially in the ED, because the amount of millions of people in this country that are on warfarin plus other uh, anticoagulation, it's like everybody's on it, it seems like. It's a new thing to do besides buying Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton and warfarin. So the big thing is we have to distinguish between life-threatening bleeds and non-life-threatening bleeds. That's the most important thing. But when you think about it, like what is a life-threatening bleed? Um, this is like the part that's come under debate. But on board tests, it's going to be fairly obvious that someone's having, having a life-threatening bleed. All intracranial bleeds are considered life-threatening. Would you agree with that? I would. Yes. It's like when people say I had a minor heart attack. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> or a mini what stroke. What does that mean? Or mini stroke. <laughs> Let's define that some more. Let's it's only, it's that. only a few thousand cardiac cells that died compared to a few million. Right. Yeah. We change the electricity changes and now you're going to go into VTAC, you know, so that's I, it though. That's know. it. <laughs> that's <laughs> I'm only on aspirin. Not we flat. digress. We digress. <laughs> so anyway, the big thing is in, you know, there's this whole table you can follow, which in real life is important. But on the test question, if you have a, a life threatening bleed, this person with warfarin, they get PCC at a minimum. Um, if you don't have PCC, then they need to get FFP. So when we're referencing PCCs, Dr. Briggs, we're talking about medications such as K-Centra, correct? Yeah, these include the three-factor or four-factor. Um, K-Centra itself is a four-factor. And what that means is basically how many factors does it contain? You know, remember those coagulation factors you had to learn in medical school, um, which was like awful. Um, you had to learn all those crazy arrows that went everywhere. It was horrible. Uh, you don't obviously uh, have to do that at all nowadays. I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm inducing like tremor. Are you having tremors? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But hey, look, yeah. the reason for these short podcasts are not to get into the nitty gritty. of Exactly factors, right. right? So that's not the point. We're going to tell you what you need to know. Yeah, exactly right. So all you have to know is that they do exist, a three-factor and four-factor. Just for consistency's sake, just to mention it, but don't memorize it, the three factors include two, nine, and ten. And then the four-factor adds on a factor seven. Um, and then obviously, if you remember the part that you should remember, and medical students should know this really because they're closer to this, is that those reflect the factors that are blocked by warfarin, right? Those are the factors that are the vitamin K dependent factors that vitamin K serves as an activator for which warfarin blocks. So that's the whole point of giving these factors. You're literally just infusing all those factors that warfarin has blocked the entire time and you're giving them right back to the patient. The amazing thing about PCC is that studies have shown it's been faster to lower the INR compared to any other method, including FFP, and it actually decreases the risk of rebleeding. And it's a much smaller volume. That's like one of the biggest parts. Cause you know, when you get that FFP out, you've seen it. It's like this massive bag and it's a huge volume you're giving to these patients, especially these are going to be a lot of elderly patients that are on warfarin, right? So not the healthiest people you're infusing all this volume to. And on top of that, sometimes you're having it thaw. You know, it's taking time for it to thaw. It's not ready right away. Uh, there are a Gotta lot shake of other it up. issues. But speed, exactly. The speed is key. The speed here is absolutely critical for, you know, the stem that we mentioned for this type of bleed. Yeah, so I usually put my FFP in the microwave. Do you do that? I stopped doing that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's been you use the toaster upon. instead. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, well, mainly frowned upon because it, we can't have food and also FFP in the microwave at once. Yeah, I remember the charge nurse put that on the microwave at our at our yeah, exactly. the, the the joint commission was really upset about that when they came by. Exactly, exactly. So getting back about to here, this we, bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> what what do we need to know? Yeah, so the big things to know here are really twofold. One, it's the board paradigm and real life clinical care paradigm has shifted and now the most clinically indicated reversal agent for warfarin is going to be PCC if available. And if it's not available, then FFP is your second choice. Of course, every one of these patients will get vitamin K. Pretty much any time you need to reverse warfarin, if they're bleeding or not, or if it's life-threatening or not, you're going to get vitamin K. It doesn't really matter if it's PO or IV. 
Um, the main effect of vitamin K is it takes hours, which is why we don't rely on it. Even though this patient got vitamin K, she has a massive bleed and her INR on presentation was 2.5. So we're not going to assume that vitamin K is going to really do anything in the first four hours. And this patient has a, a massive bleed. She's elderly. She has risk factors for this bleed, AFib, high blood pressure, prior stroke, which means her brain tissue is more friable. And so you need to give a higher intervention. That's the first part of this question. So give PCC over FFP. The second part of this question is that it's going to give you all these other options, right? There's, there's a ton of things we need to do for head bleeds. And that is a completely different board question about optimizing people with head bleeds. We're not going to go into that today. But all these other options actually technically are within the realm of probable to most likely you will do. Her blood pressure is 171 over 89. She meets criteria for getting nicardipine. It's pretty controversial right now in terms of the real world, in terms of when you start treating blood pressure people with head bleeds, but you don't need to worry about that for today or with many board questions. There are always going to be clearly defined criteria when you should start that. However, the most important thing is not just starting that carbine, but really, really getting to reversing this bleed because that's the root of the problem. The reason she has this big bleed or at risk for a massively growing bleed is because of the warfarin. So you need to address that first. Repeat neurological checks, that's choice C. That was a good option, but that's something that can come later. It doesn't need to happen right now. And of course, the CTA can also happen later. It, the direct most important thing for this patient is basically to reverse her warfarin. Yeah, and that's why you put the stem the way we did, is we mentioned vitamin K was given. Because everyone knows, okay, vitamin K, you know, should yeah, be that's the only one people know. reversal, right? But what people need to also understand is they're going to now be tested on making sure they know the timing on when to give the PCs. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that I still have seen patients, and you have too. This is like the classic, I feel like, uh, Friday afternoon or Sunday morning. We call it stroke Sundays, which is kind of bad. But classic <laughs> Sunday morning patient where they go to church, and they stand up, and they're dehydrated, and then they fall and hit their head, and they're on warfarin, so they start having a head bleed, or they take a shower or something like that. And then they're transported to an outside rural hospital, and at the outside rural hospital, they get vitamin K, and then they come to our hospital, which is a multi-level trauma center, and we have PCC capability. Um, I mean, this is like the pretty typical story I've just gave for your Sunday mornings. I mean, that is uh, probably one, once a week right there. Once yep. a week right there. <laughs> That's like reading right the funnies. There. Reading the funnies every Sunday. No one really, really does is. that anymore. Do anybody read the I funnies know. still? No, I don't. I, I just do the online thing. I just read the news these days. You seem like a scrabble that, that's person. That's pretty much it. It's, it's the news. <laughs> um, so, you know, Dr. Briggs, we talked about what you really need to know for the board exam. I think it's time for a little bonus section oh, here. Oh, you just made my entire week. Bonus bomb. <laughs> now it's time for a bonus bomb. All right. Yeah. So that's a great idea. So I have this perfect table right here that I think you're referring to. Is that correct? Right in front of you? Right in front of you. Exactly. No, no, no. It's off the top of your head. (laughs) (laughs) The table with all these numbers that I perfectly memorized right before the show. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. Um, So on this table that we're looking at that you don't have the pleasure of seeing, but we'll post with the episode. This is going to be basically the treatment algorithm for people with bleeding and without bleeding. So the with bleeding thing we've already kind of delved into, let's finish up with that. So if someone's bleeding and it's greater than two of an INR, which means, right, they're going to be above the normal INR rating, and it's considered bad or life-threatening bleeding, we just went over this, this patient should absolutely get vitamin K and absolutely gets PCC. If you don't have PCC, you give FFP. If the patient has an INR greater than two, but it's non-life-threatening bleeding, and that's very difficult to understand, the question, like I said, will be very clear in determining if this patient has a life-threatening bleed or not. These, these are usually more like arm lacerations that don't um, stop with hemostasis or direct measures, something like that. It's going to be non-life-threatening. 
In that case, you will get vitamin K and usually hold PCC or FFP. And then, of course, if you're bleeding with any INR and it's very, very light bleeding, like a toenail scrape or something like that, or stub your toe against a door or cut your finger in the kitchen, this is going to be purely observation and possibly giving vitamin K. If a patient is not bleeding, this is the probably more clear indications of when you should do things. If a patient's not bleeding and their INR is less than 4.5, you simply hold the next one to two doses of warfarin. You don't give them anything if the INR is less than 4.5 and they're not bleeding. Let me make that clear one more time because I feel like this is another board question. INR is less than 4.5. They are not bleeding. You simply hold the next one to two warfarin doses. Don't give them anything. If the INR is 4.5 to 10 and they're not bleeding, you will hold the warfarin and wait for a reevaluation either with their PCP or if they're coming into the hospital, you'll just let the admitting team follow up with them once they're inside. And then, of course, an INR greater than 10, even though they're not bleeding, it's that high that we start at this point to hold warfarin completely and give vitamin K only. All right. I bet you can recite that entire thing, right? <laughs> Already. Just logged. Logged in the <laughs> All brain. those numbers in the INR. Just logged. Exactly. <laughs> I'm more of a patriot when it comes to... Um, INR ratings. I'm, I'm pretty sure that we just recently invented the uh, the USNR, United States Normalized Ratio. What do you think about that? Oh man, you know we should have a bonus bomb section. But we also have a comedy bomb section, <laughs> like that. That that right there is going to be that intro we need. For the comedy I just thought bomb. of it right now. I feel like we could, if this podcast thing doesn't work out, we could just do the USNR, which, which is a high likelihood it might not. You know, it, so yeah, which is a high likelihood. I, I mean. If, <laughs> Well, I, I, I like what we reviewed here. I think we've got a good understanding of uh, PCCs, which is which are super important, and when to administer them. And then we threw in a bonus section there as well. And a so, bonus comedy. A, a bonus comedy, you got it. And so let's move on to the next topic. Is that cool with you, Dr. Briggs? I think it's a great idea. So remember, as you said at the beginning here, remember to subscribe to our website, EM Board Bombs, for future episodes, new content, and updates. And again, that is, where is that? www.emboardbombs.com. I was just testing. I want to make sure you remember. All right, yeah. see you next time. Bye.